Well, maybe, maybe don't, maybe don't thank the global disease. Maybe don't. Maybe don't. Hey there, and welcome to A Thing A Month, also known as Adam. I'm your host, Cody Kovar. Today, I'm joined by guest co-host Haley Shepard. How you doing, Haley? You know, I'm living the dream. How about yourself? Took the words right out of my mouth. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right. So Haley and I are coming at you straight from quarantine. And uh, we have finished the quarantine productivity challenge. 28 days of staying productive, doing one hour a day devoted to a hobby and seeing how that impacts the rest of our lives. Haley, it's done. We are finished. It is finito. We are complete. We are completo. Uh, what are your thoughts? You know, I'm sure you've heard or seen throughout your life that it takes 21 days to start a hobby, right? Like, doing something for 21 days, you've got a hobby, and it's, like, in you, it's ingrained. Um, so we're 28 days in, and I feel like I've been ingrained in this hobby. Like, it's something that I do now. Really? Yeah. So when you say this hobby, are you referring more towards crochet or disc golf? More towards crocheting, but that doesn't mean that disc golf is going to just go away, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So at first it looked like you were more excited about, you know, disc golf and crocheting. I was like, oh yeah, it's something I can do. And then it kind of became, well, disc golf kind of fell to the side because of current events and current happenstances and crochet became the number one. Uh, just reflecting on those two, where would you say that those two things stand now? Um, I would definitely agree with that statement. Um, crocheting, you can just like do any point at any point in time. And there's so many things you can do. I've just been looking up like templates and all sorts of stuff. I still feel like I'm at the basic level, but there's so much I can do. There's a whole world out there. There's only so much you can do with disc golfing. If that makes any sense. Yeah. There's only so many different courses you can play. I mean, it's, it's quite literally a sport, right? So you need people to compete against unless you're just competing against yourself you need different courses, you need kind of variety of different things. Yeah. So I definitely understand that. Uh, and I think I think we kind of knew that going into it, that it was going to be more of like a, more of that kind of style kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. The crocheting was going to be the constant working with your hands there. Uh, did you find your, have you had more Zoom meetings where you're just like cranking them out the whole time? Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> Every Zoom meeting that I've had since like, Day three has been constant crocheting the entire time. And I've had lots of Zoom meetings. <laughs> I imagine. I absolutely imagine. I've had a lot of faculty meetings or mostly just the student meetings. Um, so I have student meetings every day. And then we have faculty meetings. We have a staff meeting once a week. And then we have department meetings. And then we have, just have, like, random other meetings, like, to discuss, oh, let's discuss this website that we're using. Let's discuss this resource. Whip, i crocheting the whole time. <laughs> So are you are you really paying attention during the meeting? Um, what answer are you going to believe? I think I know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I'm paying attention so much. Yeah, that's what I figured, right? Right, yeah, right. Yeah. Let's kind of talk about the best thing that you'd say was come of this. Let's let's talk about the worst thing and the best thing, okay. right? Let's 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 give the give the listeners the the worst part of an hour a day dedicated to something, and then the best part of an hour a day dedicated to something. Uh, so what would you say the best thing to come from this challenge? Not in terms, maybe not in terms of like the specific task, but just like 
impact that it's had on you rather let's let's try to get a little more profound here okay and you said worst first yes let's go with worst first it's it's really hard dedicating two hours a day to two different activities that i didn't know really anything about prior to this month and that's hard that's that's a twelfth of the day, but you should be sleeping for eight hours a day, and you gotta eat, and you gotta, I don't know, have your adult job where you monitor kids. It's, it's unbelievably hard. I, I don't know what I was thinking when I was like, two hours a day? Let's go. Bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. I mean, if you're awake for 16 hours a day, which I think you tend to sleep much less than eight hours a day, uh, if, if, if college rules still stand and you're still s- living off that sleep schedule. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, okay, I imagined. So if that still stands, let's let's take the average person, right? The average eight hours a day. You know, two hours of the, out of that day, that's a, an eighth of your day dedicated to doing something. I, that's really, really no small feat. No. So... Especially when we have adult jobs that we have to attain to. Yes, yes. Which, I'm glad you brought up the jobs because that really ties in with my thinking, was was the fact that you're going to have to give it an hour a day. So I only did an hour, so I'm not on your level or anything. But on the days where I was brain fried, and I've already talked about this too, So it's not like I'm presenting totally new information, but the second half of the challenge was definitely much harder. The responsibilities of my job became a little more intense and there, there was more things on my plate than had ever been. And it's kind of an oxymoron, but I had so many number one priorities and it, it, I, by the end of the day, I was like, I don't even want to look at a computer. And then it was like, all right, time to stare at a computer for another hour. (laughs) So that was kind of rough. And I think really snapping my brain from from the kind of getting out of the work funk and into hobby mode was a really, really hard transition that I still don't quite feel like I've mastered. Uh, If it's been a good day at work and I felt very productive, it's really easy transition and so if, if I've stayed in a good place, it's a simple transition. But if it was a really, really hard day and there was just like filled with meetings and I just didn't feel very accomplished, that transition was significantly harder. So that was probably the worst part for me. What about the, what about the best? I think the best is just I found two new things that I can just like spend my time doing. I It's two, two things that I just can... I don't know, do almost whenever I want to and just they're fun and relaxing. And I know I can still get better at both. If that makes any sense. Like there's still room to grow. I'm a lifelong learner. You're a lifelong learner. We, we've established this, but there's still room to grow, but it's fun. It's relaxing almost. There definitely is something cathartic about being able to mindlessly do something Something that I distinctly remember bringing up in the last episode was that transition from being able to answer the question, transitioning to being able to write your own questions. That transition, once you get on the other side of that hump, like whenever you're able to write your own math equations and then solve them yourself, once you have obtained that level of like preliminary mastery, 
that's when things feel really good. And that feeling, having that feeling again, after not having that for a while, was definitely really, really good. Being able to pick up the computer, like, I'm going to add this feature to the game, and I just knew how to do it. That was really, really cool. And I can imagine it's the same thing for your for your crocheting, right? It was like, yeah. mindless, mindless, mindless. Oh, I want to change colors here. Oh, I can do that now. F- speaking of which, did you figure out how to change colors? Heck yeah, I did. <laughs> amazing, amazing. I told you I was going to. Okay, so I think we need to spend some time doing a reveal here. Did you finish the baby blanket? I did amazing uh, amazing okay please tell me you're gonna post it on twitter uh whenever this airs oh 100 percent. okay fantastic so the listeners will be listening to this uh on april 30th so the last day of the month uh it's a busy 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 time and i'm not gonna have a whole lot of time to edit this podcast i'm gonna have to break it into two days so we're currently recording on the 28th 29th i'll be spending editing and then the 30th this will be live and you'll be able to see our month-long projects then. So I also finished a game. Yeah! So I-, I will say that I definitely followed a distinct tutorial uh, okay. to get to where I am. So it was not completely for my brain. I mean, same. Oh, I guess that's kind of the same thought, right? Same thing as like following a crochet pattern, I, I would definitely say. Yeah. But I made some changes to where it is unrecognizable from the original product but i will still give credit to the original author and like link his link his stuff in the description i wouldn't have been able to get there if it wasn't for him so for example like part of the tutorial was like hey how to jump from point a to point b and i was like that's cool but a lot of games have double jump and so i sat at my computer screen for two hours trying to figure out how to implement double jump and in the tutorial there was no double jump but i was like I want this in my game, I'm going to do it. And then there was a feature of like, oh, well, there's a portal. And if you tap the portal, it transports you to another dimension. And I said, well, I don't want to hit, the portal shouldn't appear until you've killed the boss for the level. And so I added a boss and then I added the ability when you kill the boss, then the portal appears. So I, I definitely, it wasn't, I'm not just going to be, I'm not presenting an unoriginal game as my own. I'm presenting something that I built based off of a tutorial right so i'm very i'm very excited about it and i can't believe it came to fruition and also i cannot believe you finished the baby blanket i remember Uh, that was my only goal i know day 14 you were like uh i don't know i don't know we'll see i've had a heck of a lot of time to just you know sit yeah that's fair (laughs) it's been it's been a very sitting month i would say yeah, I love uh, being sedentary. I lied. I have not been out of the house sans running in five weeks. I've not been in a car. It's pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, gotta love stay-at-home orders. Uh, I'm not a violator like you. I, I listen. Shush. Cody, I had a question for you. What's up, Chica? Do you remember in the very first episode, approximately 28 days ago, we talked about a curve, the Gunning-Kruger effect? Yes. How did that come into play for you? I think if you mapped out how I felt on a curve, that would be it. Like, almost to a T. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's crazy how accurate that is. 
Um, I would. Where do say, you feel like you stand now? Just on the other side of the bottom of the bell. Okay, hardcore same. Really? A hardcore, like when I, especially for crocheting, like when I started, like it seemed there's so much, and then I started working, and it was like, okay, I got this, I got this, I got this, and then now I'm like, there's so much more than I could have ever imagined. And so I'm like, gonna eventually start climbing up again, but I, I feel like I'm at the bottom. Yes, but the fact that you know you're at the bottom, I would say shows that you're a little further to the right. Like you're like, okay, I now know, I'm starting to know what I don't know, which yes. is like so much yes. progress, yes. right? Yeah. So during the recording of the second episode, the second part of the first episode on day 14, I think I had finally just came on the other side of the beginning of that peak. I felt like I knew everything and I was like, wow, it's amazing. And then during on like the, around the time that we were recording the episode, I started realizing, whoa, this is a big open so area. Much. And then it was like probably day 21 where I was like, this is really hard. Like I felt kind of hopeless. And those were the days where I hit one hour and then just stopped. Like I didn't, I did not do anything more than that one hour. Coming up from that curve is when I spent most of my time, like, I started averaging, like, two hours a day from that point, where it was like, oh, man, I just, like, I'm getting this so much, like, it's, so much is coming into my brain, I want to keep doing this, I want to keep doing this, and the only reason I stopped was because I was either, it was either, like, time for me to go to bed, or I was like, oh, it's dinner time, right? So, the other side of the curve is much more fun than the, the rise and the fall yeah. of the beginning. But it really is insane how fitting that is. It was incredibly accurate. I've looked at it so many times this month, and I'm like, nah, nah, nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, every time. But it's kind of crazy to think about how you can kind of put that curve on on the 28-day cycle. I mean, of course, no expert. But I, I, I would argue the first maybe two-thirds of that could be done in 28 days and then the rest of it could be done like over the span of like years of work sure. and dedication sure. but that first two thirds as it's like right now yeah right i mean i'm sure there'll be more peaks and valleys along the way uh if we continue this we'll talk about that more after the break but i really think that this challenge really helped put that into perspective about like what it really is like to dive headfirst into something that's totally foreign. Mm -hmm. So I remember on the, the second episode, you were saying you, you were really wondering about how you're going to fit in the second color and stuff like that. So what were some of the intricacies that you figured out whenever you, you started hitting the other side of that curve, right? Whenever you were like, oh man, I, I know what I don't know now. And you know, the right questions to ask. So what what did that look like in terms of like crocheting and then disc golf? Honestly, I'm just gonna give all the credit to YouTube. Mm. Like they, there's so many tutorials that started like at the basics, and I I watched them and I did the knots and the stitches as they did them, and if they went too fast, I like rewound it and I just like kept doing it, and then there were like people who had like like the next played like like up additional. You, I, English is hard. I'm sorry. Yeah, like recommended videos to watch next yeah. kind of thing. And so I just like I 
that's what it was. And like the thing, the questions that I had just kind of fell into place. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Thank you, YouTube. <laughs> so what were some of those things though? Like uh, the things I was like, oh, this would be an appropriate question to ask. Like for me, like it was like, I'm adding double jump. Right. So, like, what were some of those things that you encountered? Okay, so, like, at the very beginning, when I didn't know anything, like, I could make a line of stitch, but I wasn't sure how to, like, expand up. Like, make it wider instead of longer. Mm-hmm. And I was able to, like, type that in, like, how to, like, ex- how to make it wider. Mm-hmm. Like, make your crochet wider. How to add in other colors. How to, like, widen the stitch or things like that. Like, the questions kept developing. Yeah, and I th- it's interesting that you bring that up because seeing people crochet, I don't know how to do it like completely by any means, but whenever I see it, it seems like everyone's first project is a scarf. Yeah. Just because. Or a pot holder. Yeah. Right. Because it's like, you don't have to worry about the width of it. You're just kind of making a string, right? You're making one long continuous chain. And for me, the thing that kind of boggles my mind on the whole crochet thing is I wouldn't know the first place on how to widen it. Right, like that, to me, without all the knowledge of the the craft, I'm like, how, if you're already starting a chain, how do you do that? Like, that doesn't make sense. And that's exactly where I was. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, this, I, my brain can't wrap around it. And, but now I know. Show sure enough, show sure enough. What about this golf? Did you encounter anything on that that was like, oh, wow, this is kind of how that is? I don't know, it just kind of got... I don't know, easier to, like, throw the discs. Like, at the beginning of the month, I definitely struggled with that. Um, but, like, towards the end, it it almost became more of a natural thing. Like, mm-hmm. they glided. What's the uh, proper word for that? Wow, I have no idea. Glided, probably. Okay. Glowed? They, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was wondering. <laughs> I don't know. Uh. Um, they, they glided. Sorry, English people. Um, the distance that they should have mm-hmm. for the most part. Sometimes wind was still a heavy factor, but it was not not anywhere near as cold the second half of the month, nor as rainy. Yes, I mean... Wind was a factor, but wind's a factor all the time. Yeah, yeah, it definitely... The weather definitely normalized at the close to the end of the month, and uh, it kind of got nice, and then all of a sudden there was like a hailstorm and... <laughs> And a tornado last night. Yeah, so gotta love April. But for the most part, it was definitely much more calm. And it was actually kind of my favorite weather where it's like cold but sunny. Oh, you where can't be It's still them. enjoyable to be outside. Yes, absolutely. That is my favorite. Where the wind is chilly, and so you can put on like a sweater, but like shorts or something like that. That's oh, the best, absolute best. Yeah. Can't beat it. Well, all right. Well, on that note... Let's go ahead and go go on break. Sound good? Cool. All right. Well, see you guys in about 30 seconds. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Hey, everyone. It's Cody. I just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening. Um, whether this is your first episode of Adam or your sixth one, I, I definitely really appreciate it. And our co-host has some words that she would like to share with you. For example... Hey, you should listen to the podcast. And? Tell all your friends. We're pretty cool.
Really though, if, if this is something that you're enjoying, please share with somebody that you think might like it. Maybe your friend, maybe your grandmother, maybe your grandmother's best friend's third cousin, twice removed, great uncle's father-in-law's best friend's dog groomer. They, they, are, they are my target audience. But really, a like, a share, anything like that, that definitely helps. Rate us on iTunes, all that good stuff. Thank you again for listening, and uh, I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back, everybody. I hope the break was nice and soothing, and that hearing a different version of Cody telling you to share the podcast was enjoyable. Actually, Haley, will you tell people to listen to the podcast? Hey, you should listen to the podcast. All right, I'm going to retroactively insert that into the... Okay, cool. (laughs) Into it, okay. So, hey, I hope that was nice and smooth, and uh, you enjoyed your your nice little break. Tell all your friends. We're pretty cool. I'm also going to retroactively insert that. Okay. All right. Let us talk about the arrow scale now. Dope. Accessibility. I couldn't think of A for a second. I wasn't sure if I was supposed to go or not. No, I was like, A, A's, arrow, A, R, R, no, arrow, A, E. Okay, so, all right, let's talk about the accessibility scale. Accessibility scale? Dang it. Okay, let us talk about the arrow scale. All right, let's do it. Starting with accessibility. Cool. Go for it. Okay, so for the entire 28 days, my accessibility for crocheting has not changed for the same reason. Um, You can go to a store and get needles and yarn, and if you have access to internet, you can um, YouTube it up, and you're good. You don't even need to buy books. You don't need to buy anything. Just a $4 thing of yarn and a 50-cent hook, and you're on your way to a baby blanket. (laughs) Well, there you go. Well, what about disc golf? Uh, disc golf, I'm going to leave at a two. Um, mm-hmm. Just because weather's an insane aspect of disc golf that wasn't necessarily realized prior to this month. Um, and discs are expensive, as has been mentioned. Not everywhere has disc golf courses. Um, I don't know. I just give it a two. It's not super accessible to really anybody, I feel like. There's there's a whole lot of variables surrounding it, right? Yeah, like, it's yeah. not just as simple as, I'm going to do this now, therefore, I'm going to do it. Right. You know? You talked about disc golf in the previous episode a little bit, and how it was kind of inherently inaccessible, just because of, you know, the buying the discs, and you have to live somewhere that's close to a course, and that's something that, you know, I hadn't even considered, which is really interesting. Uh, I think going into this, my only thought was, what if you can't go outside? And it turns out there is so much more to it than that, right? Like, say say one of the things that you chose was bowling instead of disc golf because we kind of say it made it out. Say one of the things that you chose was bowling as oh, opposed yeah. to disc golf. You know, I could kind- have. Yeah, exactly. Because we kind of made that analogy earlier, like bowling is like disc golf, but you could not. There is absolutely no way that you could have done that. They would have been shut down. There's no just, way. And that would have been super expensive. Can you imagine that? Oh, well, yeah. I, <laughs> it's a little different uh, than disc golf in that sense. 
but still the same principle counts. So for my accessibility, I gave mine a three. Uh, it was lowered slightly from a four last time. And on the days where I had the really hard day at work, like I mentioned in before the break, it was so much harder to do it. And on the days where like my mind felt like it was overloaded, it was really hard to say, okay, I'm sitting down for the full hour now, right? That was a really, really hard transition to make. And also, I have no idea how anybody with any other priorities would be able to dedicate a full hour to anything, right? Because my day consists of, you know, like an eight hour work day, somewhat like a 30, to, 30 minute to an hour workout. And then before this, right, it was like hanging out with the family and then dinner and bed. Fitting an hour in there was hard enough as is. I cannot imagine, you know, really having time for hobbies if I had any other sort of priority, you know? So because of that, for me personally, I'm giving it a three. Uh, this is the first ever instance where I wanted to give it a decimal. I want... <laughs> so are you going to change your rules? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I will say it was between a three and a four. And I wrote 3.5 and I was like, no, 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 delete, 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 delete. That's an invalid thought. That's an invalid thought. I'm not allowed to have that. Uh, so because of that, <laughs> I know, I know, laugh it up, laugh it up. Uh, but because of that, I gave it a three, between a three and a four. But I landed more so on the three because if there was any doubt on it, like, well, sometimes it's successful, sometimes it's not. It's leaning towards the three. You know what I'm saying? Let's go ahead and move on to excitedness then. Cool. Let us talk about crocheting and disc golfing on excitedness. Okay, so just side question. Is it excitedness for like this present moment in time or excitedness for the future regarding crocheting and disc golfing? Yeah, more of like a retroactive, like kind of like the now that it's over, how are you excited that you've done it? Okay, so for crocheting... Like, I think over, like, looking back at this last month, I don't know. I think I was a five. Mm-hmm. I think, like, I was so excited to, like, develop all of the new skills that I now have and forever will have. And I don't know. I think I was really excited. I would give it a solid five. And then, I don't know, disc golf, it was fun, but it didn't excite me in the same way. Like, on the days that it's perfect weather, like, nice, like, 70 degrees, slight breeze, sunny. Oh, I, it's a five, but that is not always the time. And there's some days when it's 30 degrees and 0% of me wants to go outside. I want to stay in my pajamas and cuddle up and just crochet my life away. <laughs> yeah. So I guess like as a whole, for my excitedness of disc golf, I would say it's a three. Gotcha. I, I think I think my my score kind of aligns with your crocheting ability. Um, I definitely gave mine a five as well because of that whole idea of I could just do it all the time. It's a skill that I have now, right? And uh, there's just so much more to explore. I, I never really quite considered the parallels between the crochet and video game development until you kind of brought up that same thing earlier. But it really is a lot of the same, right? Like once you've kind of gathered the basics of the main skill, then it's like, where can I go from here? There's so many different things. Absolutely. So many routes to go. Absolutely. You could you could build a blanket. You could you could crochet stuffed animals. You could. Or uh, 
crochet a microscope yeah. and test tube set. Okay, so is that your next project? Yes. Okay, I'm so excited. Please tell me you're going to post it online whenever you finish it. Uh, yeah. Okay, okay, cool. I'll be for you. Okay, appreciate it, appreciate it. I cannot wait to see it. Uh, it's very, very exciting. Uh, I, I've came across that photo like twice since you posted it now. And every time I'm like, oh, Haley's going to make it. I know it. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. But yeah, excitedness is kind of the same thing. Like retroactively and moving forward, right? Like I'm really excited having this. I'm excited that I did this challenge. And sure, I'm excited same. for what the future holds with the knowledge that I now possess. So because of like that culmination, easy five. This might be the easiest five that I've given for excitedness yet. Dang. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Reservations. Go for it. Uh, reservations. Crocheting, my reservation for crochet hasn't changed through the entire month. Mm -hmm. um, like I've mentioned, I can, without, I can be without internet for the rest of my life, and I can continuously make baby blankets. I may not get better, but I don't have any reservations or anything holding me back in crocheting itself. I, I think it's a blast. And then disc golfing, the only reservations are just like the outside world, the world that I can't control. Yeah, the external like, variables. Yeah, like weather. I've mentioned that a hundred times, but it's very present. Mm -hmm. So I guess I would just give it a three, just because like there's nothing holding me back from disc golfing unless like the weather's bad. But if the weather's bad, I'm reserved. I will not. I do not. You cannot make me. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really interesting. I've noticed a trend, like an inverse correlation between the guest's accessibility and reservations. And it seems like, you know, the challenges are hard and whatnot, but it seems that accessibility has a substantive impact on people's reservations, reservations. about. Yeah. I mean, makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it definitely makes sense, right? Like, if, if it's not easy to fit into your schedule or if it's not something that's, like, readily available, it makes it, it makes you less likely to do it, a little more reserved. Like, okay, I can't just do this thing now. So it's very interesting that you said those numbers. My, my reservations were a three this time for the exact reason of accessibility. I, I definitely love doing it. But as I was doing it, I wished it was my job to do it. I wish really? that, yes, absolutely. I had so much fun doing it, but I wish that I could dedicate a full eight hour day to it every single day because there was just, there's too much of it to do and one hour chunks didn't feel feasible. Like I felt like I was, I would run out of time in the day if I did it for as much as I wanted to. Wow. So my reservations are three because there's not enough time in the day to get all that I want to done. Like I was spending this, this past weekend, I spent four hours a day each day on it. And You're so cool. <laughs> well, I, I did, I don't say that for like the, the cool factor, right? Not that anyone thinks video game development is any inherently cool, but I say that to say more so for the fact it's, it's something that I would love to like working at a video game company or something like that developing games that way or being able to just say you know what i'm gonna quit my job and i'm gonna make a game and then i'm gonna sell it and that'll be my career like that is more so a path that i would like to take just because 
there's just so much of it to take in and consume, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> I, I think that's great. I think that's awesome. Let's talk about outcome. Let us talk about outcome. All right, so I gave crocheting a four, but thinking on it, I probably should have given it a five. My only goal was to make a baby blanket, and I succeeded, so I don't know why I'm, like, looking down on myself, but there, I guess I am because there's so many more things I could do, and I see that now, like, start of the month, I was like, baby blanket, that's my only goal, and now it's like this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and what about this stitch, and this stitch, and this t- heavier type of yarn with this w- hook, and so... I guess I should have given a five because I hit what I wanted to hit. But, like, in the future, I'm only at a four. Like, I can just keep going all the way to ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, Does that make sense? Yeah, it's really hard to give yourself a pat on the back for taking the baby steps. Right. Like, it's 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 that age-old saying, gotta learn how to crawl before you can walk, and you gotta walk before you can run. Sure. But it's hard to say, hey, good job crawling when you're an adult. Sure. So yeah. it's definitely That's a really hard. That's a great to... metaphor. Oh, thank you. I came up with it um, myself. You're the coolest person. <laughs> uh, no, but really, I, I I think that it's really hard to give yourself credit for things. So I would say you accomplished the one thing that you wanted to do, and you gained what you wanted to gain. You gained the skill that you wanted to gain, right? I think the yeah. blanket was like less so the goal, but more so like the the mediary. Like if you can do that, that means you have the skill now and you're like, you know what you don't know. So I would say a five is fair, but also a four would be fair because it's like, now you know what you don't know. And it's harder to say, oh yeah, I'm good. So absolutely could not agree with you more. All right. Disc golf. Whoops. Something went wrong. A little bit of our audio got messed up here, but not all is lost. Haley, being the generous person that she is, re-recorded her audio as best as she could. All the same sentiments are still there. It just might sound a little different for the rest of the episode. Just keep that in mind. I'll let you get back to the show. Thank you. My outcome for disc golf? I'm going to give that a four. Um, I improved over the month, which was my goal. I didn't exactly get on par the last time that I scored. But... With that being said, I would still give it a four. I think I drastically improved from the beginning of the month. There you go. How how close were you to par? I was still a little distance away, but I'm just going to blame it on the wind. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. There was a lot of external factors at play there. Once again, I got to emphasize this. I am so thankful that you picked two challenges as opposed to just the one. Thank you. Thank thank you for your hard work and dedication to Adam. We all thank you. I gave outcome on the other end of the spectrum. I say other end of the spectrum. I gave outcome one more point than you, and I went ahead with a five. This might have been the best thing that I could have done for where I am in my life. It was just the perfect timing. I got to check off... I got to check something off of my cliff jump list for the year, the cliff dive list for the year. Yeah, now you're two thirds of the way done, right? Yep, I'm two thirds of the way there and it's only April. And I am just so excited that 
I finally have something. And the, I say two thirds of the way there, roughly, right? Like this, the the game that I finished and created is not something that I'm going to produce under my own. Like I'm not, that's not something that I'm going to put out under like officially by me, but. I now have a working idea of something that I know that I'm going to be able to make a proof of concept 100% original on my own soon. So because of that, I feel like I've accomplished what this meant for me. And I gained some and a lot, and a lot of like external feelings from it as well. Once again, easy five. There were, it, putting a four here wouldn't, wouldn't have even been a question. Like, it's like, of course not. This needs to be a five through and through. Okay, so... Something that I thought was kind of important. Will you be continuing either one of your tasks, either one of your hobbies from here on out? Yeah, dude. All right. Which one and how, how, how does that look in the future? Um, crocheting? Man, there's so many things I want to do. All I'm at right now is a basic level of crocheting knowledge. There's so many things I can do. So many staff meetings that I will attend in the future where I can just crochet my life away. Um, and disc golf, while I may not do it every day, it's definitely nothing saying, hey, the weather's great, weather's nice, 70 degrees, slight breeze, mm. yeah, we're gonna go disc golfing if I live in a town with a disc golf course. Um, I may not keep a daily regimen, but it's a hobby. I, it's not going away. Both. Wow. Bold woman. So it's less so going to be an everyday thing, but you're going to prioritize your hobbies a little bit more now. Uh, you know, uh, similar, uh, but I think I'm going to still try for every day, personally. Yeah, I think I'm not going to force myself to put it in my day under like negative circumstances. Uh, like I might watch a couple videos here and there. If like, if it's been a rough day and I my brain fried, I might just consume content instead of actively work towards creating it. Like I might watch a couple sprite tutorials, like how to make sprites and sprite sheets and stuff like that. Uh, Cause that's kind of like the next step for me is creating my own characters. I created a couple, but I'm not 100% satisfied with how they came out. Then that's the natural next step for me. And this coming week, that's might be my next step. So that might be what they look like is is how I'm going to, it's gonna be more tutorial based, but if the next week, if things seem, seem to be getting a little bit more rough with my job, with kind of how the trend is going, I might just lean towards more consuming as opposed to doing, and then putting what I learned into practice. But I would like to do something every day, even if it's just a 10 minute video on a tutorial and then five minutes of doodling it out or notes or something. So was there anything that made this particular challenge easier or harder for you is there anything in particular that was like on the forefront of your brain throughout the duration of this you know i'm gonna say the pandemic the pandemic made this easy um we had initially planned to do this sort of specific challenge in the summer when i wasn't driving all the time and wasn't occupied at work right hours a day plus three hours of driving and then i was just dead tired um, so I'm gonna say the pandemic made it easy. I was doing nothing. I needed to do something. And this challenge gave me the option to do something, but the pandemic honestly like forced it. So I'm gonna thank the pandemic. Well, maybe, maybe don't, maybe don't thank 
the global disease. Maybe don't. Maybe don't. Maybe. <laughs> well, I'm just just saying is all. It doesn't seem like a good thing to think a disease for for spreading havoc across the world. Yeah, I, I would say that it, as weird as it sounds, the the pandemic definitely made this easier. It made it easier to kind of cut out certain social obligations and stuff like that. Yeah, and it became easier just to sit down and just be with myself and hone a craft. I, I'm not going to say thank you, global pandemic, or anything. But I will say it was a very opportune time. And I will say one of the big things that we talked about doing this for was for productivity in the workspace. And it's like, hey, if you can dedicate an hour to it, do you think that it'll make other aspects of your life more productive? And I will say, I think I got a shred of that. I felt like I was productive in more aspects than just crocheting and disc golfing. I felt like I was doing something so I needed to do something for school and that's my life nothing else school and then these two hobbies that I developed just like I I did feel more productive like as a whole than I was the month of March when I was still doing school but like I was doing nothing else so uh thank you global pandemic (laughs) don't don't stop stop thanking the global pandemic that's so bad this is horrible, but I I definitely agree. I it was, it was kind of weird because there's, whenever I whenever it's time to do my hour, I'm just like, oh, I don't have a choice. Like I just get this done, right? Or like I ended up looking forward to the hour more so than anything. I I think some of that transitioned into work a little bit more, where I was like, hey, I'm just gonna go in, I'm gonna get this done, and I felt a little more like, if I could section my time off. And say like, oh, I can do this real quick. Like it, it was, there's a there's a technique in productivity called the Pomodoro technique, where you section off your time into 25 minute chunks, followed by a five minute break. And I almost found myself doing that more naturally with like one hour chunks. Like I would just like program, and then where it was like normally where it's like, oh, I need to breathe real quick, let my brain rest for a second. I was like, actually no, I'm gonna keep going. And so I naturally was like, one hour became like a dedicated start to finish work chunk. And I found myself like wanting to do that more in work. And that kind of kept me a little more productive. Like I felt like my brain was wandering less because like I brought myself back to like where I had a seemingly school-like attention span where I could really focus again. Yeah, it's like got a use out of it, you know. It's kind that's kind of what the point of the challenge was. It was it was partly let's learn a new skill and partly like does like learning a new thing help you stay productive again, you know? And I think in a way that mission accomplished. So, we have now completed it. We have told the whole story of what's going on. Do you have any final thoughts on the matter? I say do this. Do this challenge. Find a hobby that you feel like is reasonable, but you don't really have a lot of expertise in. Do it. Do it for an hour a day. And then in 28 days, you're going to see massive amounts of growth and development in your ability, in your production. I say do this. You took the words right out of my mouth. 
I cannot emphasize how healthy this has been for me. Dear listener, if you take nothing else out of this, what I hope that you derive from what Haley and I have been talking about is hobbies are healthy, they make you feel good, they make you feel better, and dedicating time to it as often as you can makes you feel like you're conquering the world, even if you're just watching a video for an hour a day, even if you're just you know, reading a book on how to do something an hour a day, the, the consistent behavior towards honing a new skill has proven to be so wonderful. So I would say 100% recommend, I, I would actually go as far as to say, I recommend this specific challenge. I would say if you can, yes, an hour a day for, for 28 days, if you can do it, I feel like you will be better off for it. And the hobby that you're pursuing will be significantly better off for it as well. I agree. Yes, I agree. Wow, I'm so, this has been easy. We're just like in sync here. Who'd have thunk? Who'd have thunk? Yeah, really? It's only like we've been friends for, for four years now. We've worked together for a significant part of the time. So, huh. Yeah, yeah, when I was your secretary, remember that? Um, yeah, who'd have thunk? Yeah, we were never in sync. Never, never. Oh, gosh, no. Anyway, I would like to give a quick shout out real quick before you wrap up to Megan Inman, if you're listening. So Megan participated in the challenge along with us. Unbeknownst to me, she actually just texted Haley and said, hey, I'm participating too. And she is a nurse and she was making masks due to a shortage with her hour a day and keeping herself productive. So what she texted me was right after the first podcast aired. And at that point in time, she had already dedicated her time to making 83 masks for people to wear during this pandemic. And not only did she make 83 masks, she also made a quilt. And she used her time in such a manner where she wanted to be more productive. Megan, you're a rock star. You are the greatest. Thank you so much for for your feedback. I know you weren't really expecting this, but... Thank you for your feedback. You are a wonderful human being and the world is a better place because of you. Thank you. Well, I think I guess that about wraps it up, huh? All right. Well, I've been Cody. And I am Haley. And you can find Haley Shepard on Twitter at, do you remember now? Shepard underscore Haley. Maybe it's Haley underscore Shepard. Either way, it'll be in the show notes. Okay. So you can find her on Twitter. She'll post that the, by the time that you listen to this, a baby blanket will be up and posted on Twitter and you'll be able to see all that wonderful goodness. Um, I will post a link on this show notes and on Twitter to my personal GitHub. That's just like a code repository where you can download stuff and it'll be prepackaged. You can just download whatever operating system you're using and you'll be able to run and play the game yourself. Um, the, the, the main character, his name is Platy and he's a platypus. <laughs> okay. We're in the outro, but I'll make it quick. Uh, so the general idea was I, anyway, I'll have the, I'll have all that code on my repository and I'll have a link to download it to your specific operating system if that's something that you're interested in, or you can just look at the screenshots and take my word for it. Uh, so that will be up during, when you're listening to this, it will be live. So you're good to go on that. Uh, and if you have, if you've participated in this challenge and you'd like to give us feedback, we'd love to hear from you and we'll, we'll give you a shout out on a later episode and kind of read, read what you did just like we did with Megan. Or if you have 
sorry, if you have any questions, comments, or feedback, we'd also love to hear from you as well. Uh, you could find us on the subreddit, www.reddit.com slash r slash a thing a month, or uh, find us on Twitter. Message me directly. That's a good way to find Haley and I in the future. So thank you so much for listening. Stay safe, stay productive, and join us next month when Megan Inman's brother, Caleb Inman, and I take on the early riser challenge where we wake up every day at 4 a.m. for an entire month. Wow, we love our Inmans. Got Kyle and Megan and now Caleb. Wow, we love our Inmans. We, I guess we do love the Inmans, huh? Uh, when uh, we take on the early riser challenge, waking up every day at 4 a.m. for an entire month, what happens? Do we stay productive? Do we, are we tired and miserable all the time? Do we get more personal time? Join us next month and find out. Thank you again for listening.